This happened when I was in elementary school. Me, my brother, and mom had immigrated to Canada a few years prior to this incident. We moved into a rental apartment which consisted mostly of new immigrants. One day while we were waiting for the elevator, a woman and her disabled daughter had walked over and waited with us. They were speaking Farsi, but a dialect that was spoken in Afghanistan, not Iran where we were from. Now, this caught my mom's attention pretty quickly, and she was really ecstatic to find that a fellow Farsi-speaking woman was living just a couple apartments down from us. They began speaking, and it was quite evident that her daughter was not able to speak or communicate via sign language due to her severe disabilities. My mom and I would bump into each other frequently around the building and neighborhood. Well, there happened to be a man that she believed was targeting and stalking her daughter. He was a single dad of a girl that was only a couple years older than me. I knew them both quite well, and I even babysit their dog a couple of times. His daughter had told us that her parents had divorced, and her dad apparently got custody of her. One night, me and my mom had just gotten home, and we were stepping out of the elevator when we then bumped into the lady. She approached us, and she said that it was her daughter's birthday and that insisted we join them for some cake. I always felt really weird around her, and I really wasn't eager to join them at all, but my mom said that she felt bad and that we wouldn't have to stay too long. We followed her into the apartment, and immediately the hairs on the back of my neck then stood up. Her daughter was just sitting in the dark, with only a small nightlight lighting up her furnitureless house. In the middle of the living room was a cloth spread out picnic style, they consisted of a few plates, forks, and homemade cake. We then sat down and started to get comfortable when my mom's phone started to ring. This all kind of startled us. Just as my mom picked up the phone, the lady hurried into the living room, then told my mom to put her phone on silent. She said you need to be as quiet as possible so he doesn't know we're home. I immediately get the chills. Who the hell was she talking about? My mom then apologized and she asked her what she meant. That's when she started telling us that the man from the unit below her is tormenting them. She went on and on about how he hits the ceiling with a broom on all hours of the night to let them know that he knew they were home, and that apparently one time her daughter was lured into the balcony by him and was being persuaded by him to jump. She said that he would knock on their door in the middle of the night and then whisper the devil's prophecies through her door. My mom then asked her why she never reported this, and the lady said she was scared he would find out and then kill them. She said they don't turn on the lights, they don't own a TV, and she never makes a single noise, only whispers when home. We ate the cake, thanked her for inviting us, and got up to leave. She tiptoed to her door and motioned with her hand to stay out of the view of the door, which we did. She slowly opened the door, then peeked outside looking left to right, turned to us, and said we were okay to go. As soon as we got home, I told my mom that there was no way that what she was saying was true, because I knew the people that lived in that unit. My mom just said it's best to not get involved and just forget about it. Weeks go by and we don't see her or her daughter. One morning when I was leaving our building to go to school, I had noticed there were letters taped into the walls of the lobby. They were kind of scattered, but I was a kid and I thought that they were letters put there by the building management. I opened the lobby doors and that's when I saw the letter taped to the building's intercom. The letter was written by the lady explaining how terrified she was for her and her daughter's life and how no one's done anything to help her with the situation despite numerous attempts. She then went on about the same exact thing she had said to us. The very last paragraph sent chills down my spine. 
she claimed that she was raped and impregnated by a demon in her sleep, and that now he's found her and her daughter and is apparently possessed by this man. She then said if something happens to either of them, we should find ourselves responsible. I ended up asking the girl and her dad what that was all about, and her dad claimed to have only ever seen her twice, both times of which he hadn't even made eye contact with her because she was apparently talking to herself and he was really creeped out. He said that she would slide notes under his door with what he later found out to be Arabic writing. He said that he had showed it to one of his Arabic friends who confirmed that there were verses from the Quran that's used by Muslims to protect themselves from evil. He said that he had no idea it was her doing this until the letters started being plastered all around the building on every floor. Apparently they were asked to move out of their apartment and she had threatened to light herself and her daughter on fire. The management had to contact the police for her being a threat to herself and others. After a while we all forgot about it and we just went on with our lives. We moved to a different part of town not too long after, but this event has always stuck with me. In 2015, I had went back to the old complex due to reconnecting with a childhood friend who still lived there. Well, I ran into the building manager and he and I got to talking and I asked about the incident and if he ever really found out what happened. Apparently, the lady was schizophrenic. She was a victim of forced marriage at a really young age and her daughter's disabilities were the result of the extreme abuse she endured while pregnant. Turns out she was extremely mentally ill and just full-heartedly believed the claims she had made. Apparently her daughter was in fact capable of speaking, but her mother did everything in her power to isolate her from outside contact in society. Me and my mom thought she was around 14 to 16, but turns out she's a 30-year-old woman. She was very malnourished and lacked personal hygiene and was obviously not properly taken care of. Her daughter had never once been to a hospital or even school. Really sad stuff. I'm now a 32-year-old female, and at the time, this story took place when I was 13 years old. One night, I was staying over at my friend's house, who, for the sake of this story, we'll call Kate. She lived in a really sketchy neighborhood that was just a few miles from our middle school. Her mom was a single mom, and she was working late, so we kind of had the whole place to ourselves. Her mom had left the house full of junk food, and she would let us rent movies on demand as much as we wanted. Since it was still bright out, we decided to go for a walk down by the pond and park area just a couple blocks away from her house. As we were heading back to our house, just about one or two houses away, a car then approached us from behind. Now, I didn't recognize this person, but my friend Kate did. She said that it was her next door neighbor, Andy. Andy, if I can recall, looked to be much older, maybe in his early 50s. I remember him having a kind of grayish beard and he wore a baseball cap. He slowed his car down and he had asked what we were up to for the evening. Kay told him that her friend and her were having a sleepover and were probably going to prank call a few kids from our school and also stay up late watching scary movies. Andy just chuckled and smiled at the both of us, but even as a 13-year-old girl, I didn't really like the way he had smiled at us. I don't know this stranger and I was really surprised my friend had even given this much information but maybe she knew him a lot better. Andy then told us in a really low voice. Well, Kate, I see your mom's car isn't in the driveway, so I'm assuming she's working late again, huh? Kate had then said in her usual friendly but completely oblivious tone. Yep, she has the late night shift again, so we get the house all to ourselves tonight. Andy returned that same creepy smile, then said, 
Alright, well, you girls have fun at your little sleepover, and don't get into too much trouble tonight. And then with that, he slowly drove past us, and then pulled his car into his driveway. As we walked up our driveway, we saw Andy walk into his house, still staring over at us. Once we got inside Kate's house, I had started asking her about her neighbor. I had told her that he sort of gave me the creeps. Kate said that she agreed he is sort of creepy, but she didn't really think he was any sort of danger or threat at all. Now, Kate was always more of the trusting, carefree type, while I seemed to always be the paranoid, more cautious goody-goody. So we made a pizza and we grabbed a bunch of snacks and started watching some movies, and we also had fun chatting with a few friends on AIM afterwards. Right around midnight or even 1am, Kate's mom still wasn't home and we were just starting to fall asleep in our sleeping bags in the living room. The TV was still on and it was playing some kind of scary movie in the background. Suddenly, Kate had clicked the TV on mute, then lowered her voice. She then said to me, I think I saw the motion detection light go off and on in her backyard. She then quietly got up to peek out the window overlooking their backyard. I very slowly tiptoed over to her and asked if she saw anything. She didn't see anything, but not too long afterwards, we then saw the light turn on. We really tried our best, but we couldn't really see anything outside. Kate decided to go into their basement and see if she could get a better look through the window down there. We crept down to the basement stairs, being very careful not to trip in the dark. We also didn't want to turn on the lights just in case whatever was out there would see us. I don't know why Kate was suddenly taking this so seriously since she was usually the more laid back friend, but maybe we were just both being super paranoid from all the scary movies we were watching. I don't know. There was a very large window next to a door on the far side of the basement. The motion detection light turned on yet again, spilling in through the window so that we could see a little in the small basement. Suddenly we heard the door that was leading out to the backyard in the basement start to rattle. We both jumped and screamed. The window on the door was covered by a set of blinds, so we couldn't see who was on the other side, but we knew someone was definitely trying to open the door. Fortunately for us, it was locked with a deadbolt. But nonetheless, we were still scared shitless. Kay grabbed a baseball bat lying on top of a sofa and began edging towards the door. I whispered at her to get away and that we need to get out of here and maybe call her mom or the cops. But Kate, always being the more brave one, then very carefully lifted a corner of the blinds on the door window. Whoever was on the other side was still trying to get the door to open. Kay lifted the blinds and lo and behold, it was her neighbor Andy. Kate and I both screamed. Andy just held his hands up in the air and then shouted. Whoa, it's okay girls, I'm not going to hurt you. I just wanted to see if you're alright. It's really late and I thought I saw someone running in your yard. Kate and I both looked at each other and then at Andy. There was something so sick and menacing in his eyes and we both just knew that he was definitely lying and he was the one trying to break into Kate's house. Kay shouted back at him that he better get the hell out of here or she's going to call the police. Andy just sort of blinked at us and repeated he just wanted to check on us because he knew we were home alone. He grabbed the doorknob again and asked us to unlock the deadbolt. I pulled Kay by the arm and told her to call 911 immediately. I screamed that we were calling the police right now and he better get the hell out of here. Andy just kind of glared at us and then backed away from the door. He quickly looked to the right, then turned and ran to his backyard. Kate and I ran upstairs, and her mom was walking into the house. She asked us what we were just doing in the basement, 
and we both frantically tried telling her what had happened with Andy. Her mom was very shocked, but didn't think it would do anything to call the police since technically he didn't break in or hurt us. Kate and I were both really freaked out and we wanted her mom to call the police and report him, but she just kept insisting that there was probably nothing they could do. Very fortunately, I didn't have any more encounters with Andy the few more times I'd go over to Kate's house, and not too long after, her and her mom moved away. I don't know what Andy was trying to do or what his intentions were that night, but I'm really, really glad we didn't find out. Hey everyone, apologies for the brief interruption on the stories, but I need to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation. Do you have your own side business, like maybe on Instagram or Etsy? If so, then ShipStation has you totally covered. I think we all know that sometimes shipping can be an absolute nightmare, but that's why they're ShipStation. They make it really simple to manage all your orders and get your products out the door so you can get back to doing what you really enjoy, expanding your business. ShipStation is the number one choice of online retailers. You can import your orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and also automate just about any shipping task. It's no wonder that over 100,000 online sellers choose ShipStation. Regardless of how you sell, Shopify, Etsy, Instagram, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even on your phone. You'll even get access to really amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and pick the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can access the same rates usually only reserved for Fortune 500 companies, but without the contracts or commitments. Ship more in less time for a lot less money. Just use my offer code CANNIBAL to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in CANNIBAL. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code CANNIBAL. Make ship happen. I'm not even quite sure where to begin, but I guess I'll start with giving some background info. I'm now a 25-year-old female, but when I first moved into my apartment, I was only 21 or 22 at the time. The apartment complex I lived in was very quiet for the most part. Lots of younger families and old people lived there. It was also in a golf course community in my hometown, which was a smallish town with very moderate crime rate. When I moved in, I didn't know the neighbors to the left of me, but about two years into my lease, there was a middle-aged couple that moved in. I never got their names, but somehow the husband knew mine which actually wasn't too odd because the old people there are really chatty, and I'm sure in passing they learned my name. I'm a very intuitive person, and I can usually pick up cues when someone isn't really good people. My first few instances with the husband, I immediately got really weird vibes from him. In hindsight, he didn't really do anything out of the normal at first. It was just a gut feeling I had. Whenever he was with his wife and I would try to talk to him, the husband would cut his wife off and try and talk for her, it seemed. Really weird, but okay. Well, after about a year of my boyfriend moving in with me, he fell off a golf cart on Christmas Eve and suffered a traumatic brain injury. He wasn't allowed to drive for six months, so I was responsible for taking him to and from work during those six months. He's a workaholic and he works really late most of the time, so I was alone at the house until 10 to 11 most nights. 
Somehow or another, this creepy next-door neighbor finds out that my boyfriend had a TBI and that he wasn't driving. Now, this guy knew that I was alone on most nights, and he decided to purposefully do things to fuck with me. There's one instance that sent chills up my spine and still really sticks out in my memory and makes me absolutely thankful we moved out of that apartment and into a house in the country 20 miles away. So, one night I get home from the store or hanging out with a friend, and like always, I sat in the car in the parking lot playing on my phone. Doors locked, of course, because I'm paranoid. And after maybe about 10 minutes, as I'm about to turn the car off and then go inside, I look to my far right and I see my next door neighbor standing in the breezeway of the building directly across from ours. It's maybe 9pm by now, so I just assume he's walking his dog or taking the trash out or something. I resume to playing on my phone and I decide to look up once more. He hasn't moved. He's standing in the breezeway with the light behind him so I can just see a silhouette, but I just know for a fact it's him. I was always taught to stare back at the person who's making you feel uncomfortable so either they break eye contact or speak the fuck up about what they're staring at you for. So I'm staring back at him and he just backs up further into the breezeway out of my sight. I'm now slightly creeped out at this point, but I decided right then and there that I wasn't getting out of the car and going inside, that is, until my boyfriend called me to go pick him up from work. I turned my phone's brightness down to hopefully give him a less clear view of me sitting in the car in the dark. Not even five minutes later, he's walking from the far side of the complex, complete opposite side from our building. I see that he's not walking his dog, he's got no garbage can, so I can assume that he didn't take the trash to the dumpster. He walks on the sidewalk right in front of my car, stops and stares straight into my soul, all while pointing at me with his index finger and middle finger, kinda like a peace sign, but in a pointing motion. He finally continues on his walk, and then walks to his work van parked two or three spots away to my left. There's no cars in between mine and his. He grabs some empty grocery bags out of his van, takes a surprisingly long time grabbing them, and proceeds to walk back into the direction he came. He then stops in front of the car yet again, stares at me for a second, then continues on. There's a sidewalk perpendicular to the one he's on, and at the end of that sidewalk, there's another that's parallel to the one he's currently on. From aerial view, it's in the shape of the letter H. Our building is to the left. The one he was standing at earlier when I first spotted him was to the right. He stopped maybe five more times between my car and our apartment building turning back to face me every time he stops. This sent chills down my spine and I immediately texted my boyfriend to let him know the weird neighbor was being a creep and that I felt like he was purposefully trying to scare me. I go pick up my boyfriend and we arrive back home on total edge from this creep. My boyfriend leaves something in the car so as I'm approaching our front door to unlock it, he jogs back to the car and lo and behold, my creepy ass neighbor is walking up and saying hey to me also using my name. Again, I've never once introduced myself with my name. I'm guessing another neighbor had said it in passing, but it still really freaked me out after this interaction while I was sitting in the car. There's a half dozen other things this guy's done both before and after this night that gave me the creeps. My boyfriend walked me to the dumpster and to the on-site laundromat because he was too creeped out. He's much more naive than I am by default, but he's not too naive to write this off as an innocent run-in with the neighbor. As I'm writing this, I feel like I can't even paint the picture of just how fucking creepy it really was. I mean, maybe I really was overreacting, but my gut at the time was telling me something was off, 
and I listened. <laughs>